Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into Mogul Talk, a podcast that serves as a canvas for entrepreneurs to share their triumphs and struggles on their journey to becoming the moguls of tomorrow. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Quarantine, quarantine, quarantine. Guidelines, guidelines, guidelines. <laughs> wow. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now tuned into another episode of your favorite podcast. I'm your boy, King Jules, live in the flesh, live from quarantine. Virus, virus, virus. Shit is real. Shit is real. That shit is so funny with the, the remix. So, so hilarious. Like, And now every podcast actually like plays that. When they talk, bring up the virus, they'd be like, coronavirus. Like, they have the button at the helm. I go by the name of Church. And I go by the name of King Jules. And you tuned in to Mogul Talk. Uh, I think this is, what, episode 309 and 310. I don't know. I lost track. So, like that. virus got me fucked up. But, yeah, yeah, I don't know what day it is. You know, I don't even know what day this shit is dropping. Every day is the same. All I know is that our last episode was with Junae Brown. Shout, Shout out, out to, to Junae. Yes, definitely. Uh, that was, a, I think, one of our best. Probably the best. Every time we have an interview, it always gets better. And yeah, she definitely. just, she, I mean, she knows what she's doing. She knows how to talk. Like, we ask her one Tell question, she go off for a mile. That's the best. Those are the best interviews right there. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's crazy, you know, like after we did that interview, dropped that episode, life completely changed, uh, twirled upside down, you know. Um, for sure. And, you know, during that time, like, the co- there was news about the virus. It's just that it was more low-key. Like, people were more skeptical. That at that time was when... Black people were saying that they can't even get it. Like, yo, black Facts. people can't even get it. And now <laughs> they're the most affected. We're the most affected, like, which is so fucked up, man. Which you is... Know, uh, it's a, there's all... I think there's a lot of room for com- conspiracy theories and all this crazy stuff. But, like, you know, the, the, virus, was, the virus was a Twitter joke um, in January into February. And the next thing, you know, March comes and it was like, nah, nigga, we're going to jump you with the virus and everybody getting this shit. Oh, my beer. And... Anybody who's skeptical, they they the ones who got it. People were like licking toilets, like the priest in Mississippi saying, like, God is going to protect me from the virus. And then he yeah. ended up passing away. Anybody who said, like, yo, this virus is not getting me, they got it, which is so <laughs> It's taking no prisoners. It's crazy, you know, like, um, I think the worst part is that they don't have a full understanding of the virus and everything that is transmitted. And as much as they say that, you know, right. these are our tips and like suggested things that we would do, it's no concrete information, you know, and they're telling you to wear gloves, but they're not wear gloves. They're telling you to wear a mask, but not wear a mask. And now we're yeah, yeah. Mask, right? it's, it's definitely the uncertainty because even myself, I was before like, in January, I was like, oh, like, it hasn't even killed as many people as the flu. You know, like, what everybody was fucking saying. And then, like, a week after that, when it's becoming more real, I was like, no, you know what it is? This is a new, a whole new thing. We don't even know what it's capable of. The certainty exactly. is what we don't know. And even to this day, for all we know, there could be a second wave. There could be a third wave. Like, even though it's coming down right now, Florida just opened up their beaches, but people are supposed Why? to be Why? Why did they day. open up their beaches? Because they're freaking ridiculous. And I don't think... It's a little confusing, though, because I don't know if it's... It can't be tourists that are on the beach. I know before when Florida, before they shut it down and there was mad heads there, it was mostly tourists that were there. But now there's no tourists there, right? Because everybody left. So it must be the people who live there and they should know better. Like, that's definitely going to not stop in Michigan. People are protesting to try and, you know, fight against that they're, 
the country's taking away their Second Amendment freedom of assembly, and now they're protesting, suing the Michigan government. And even though she plans on reopening in May 1st, people are still protesting. And that could even lead to um, more of an outbreak. Like yeah, in Chicago, exactly. I read this thing that in Chicago, like it was traced to two family gatherings. Like a funeral and a house party. Yeah, and that's how it went crazy. Like it, the shit is real though. It catches everybody that it went. It, it holds no mercy. It could no anybody could get it. You know, anybody it could get it, and that's I guess I guess it was right that we we're social distancing. Like we had to, right? There's nothing else we could do. And me personally, I'm lucky to be blessed that my job allows me to still work from home. Um, you know, even if I did, I would have a little bit of savings. But there's people out here like struggling, even with fucking um unemployment because apparently unemployment's OD lit right now like yeah we get like the we get like the 500 and then like 600 extra because of the bill so everybody's getting like a thousand a week so that's yeah, so it's it's a very i think they i think the first week numbers were what 6.6 million people then the following week was about 6.7 i think uh last week was down to 5.2 um it's crazy because of the fact that a lot of the companies, and we don't realize that the workforce in America is based on like a few things. It's based off of entrepreneurship, it's based off of um, mom and pop small businesses, and it's also based off of large corporations like retailers. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, if you go in the middle of nowhere towns, it's residential, but what are the main things, the main focal points? It's retail, it's shopping centers. The shopping center. It's all, that's all they look forward to. You know, a place like New York City, where a bulk of our um, money comes from retail, Manhattan is completely shut down. Manhattan is the home of retail, you know? Oh, yeah. um, so it's crazy to think that a lot of these companies didn't take necessary precautions. And then you think about it, like, you know, Apple and Nike, you know, large global corporations that really took the, the charge. They, uh, before a lot of some of these yeah, companies yeah. Um, decided to close, um, they're the ones that said, you know what, we're closing our doors, we're stopping business, um, we're going to only move to e-commerce, only necessities. And when you look to that and you look at all these other retail companies that are laying off people, um, they're furloughing people, there are no um, plans for them, you know, people are suddenly losing jobs. I, I, I feel deeply for those people. I feel deeply for the people in the restaurant industry before, you know, they said that restaurants are essentials, that people who like lost their jobs, the bar industry, nightlife, okay. you know, all those Movie people. Theaters. Yeah, you know, AMC is not coming back from this. AMC predicts that like after this, they don't know if they're gonna open their doors again. Mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. they might they might file for bankruptcy. Um, and I even looked at um, you know, did you see uh, there was commercials going around for um the new Trolls movie? Um, I think Disney was the first one who did this, where they said the new movie Onward they were going to drop exclusively to Disney Plus, um, right, right. and then the new Trolls movie. Um, I saw that they are releasing it directly to streaming platforms for rental. So you think about that, it's like, well, if they could have did that all along, why are we still going to the movies? You know, right? Like, this is still operational. They need to shift. Either do like virtual reality or make it like, hey, if you want to watch the movie in your home, it's twenty dollars. Now that's what the movie industry could do. 
but movie theaters they mostly make their money on like popcorn and like food and concessions and shit they make some money off tickets of course that's why the price is so high but that's where they make most of their money because they don't have to give anything to the production company and so and they're selling that experience because now, like AMC theaters, you know they're revamped. You know they got yeah. comfy seats, um, new food menus. You can get dinner at the movie theater. So they're got places like uh, Alamo Draft House, um, IPIC. That yeah, they sell the experience. Now you're spending a million dollars there, but that's why you go. It's like a date. You go out. Um, you want to experience something different. You want to get out the house. I think I feel like if they were able to stay open, though, people would want to go to them after the fact when everything is done when if there ever is a vaccine or treatment or whatever mm-hmm. um that allows us to like live normally like even like hiv like hiv people thought it was like oddw or whatever but there's exceptional medication now that allows people to live there's no vaccine but people still are able to survive so if we get to that if we get up to that level then you know things can begin to go back to normal um, but what what is normal? You know, I I talked about yeah, some, nah, uh, a motivational no, motivational Monday that we're in the new normal right now. I think you know I was jokingly talking to you, like my big brothers about this. I was like, this feels like Endgame. You know, when Thanos snapped his finger and it seems yeah. like a large portion of the population, you know, are being taken out. And you look at the numbers. And it says one, like a little close to like 1.2 million globally. Um, but I think it's two million. Yeah, I think it might it might have gone up affected. affected. But like I think about how in New York, you know, it, it's hitting us harder than a lot of people, a lot more places, um, a lot yeah. more numbers. And you realize, like, yes, New York has eight. Eight close to eight on paper, eight point six million people. But you know, New York is overcrowded, so it's closer to two to ten to eleven million mark. Like with all those people, it still feels like it's hitting home. You know what I mean? There's so many people who, um, I even like myself, especially like know a lot of people who got the virus, who contracted the virus. Uh, know a lot of people who passed away. I know people who lost a lot of family members during this yeah. process. You know, it's a lot of loss, and I think that there is no new normal. Like, how do you go back and say like that in the snap? Oh, go back to regular life. You know, for for people who have been affected, where they lost a loved one, lost a family member, their life isn't normal ever mm-hmm. again. This virus literally changed their entire life for the rest. So mm-hmm. it's impossible to say we cannot ever ever go back to normal. We hopefully have to learn from something as devastating as this, whether it be like protecting each other more, just reading signs better. Um, because I don't know. Like, yes, I feel like we could have prevented it. Um, but by the time that the Chinese government tried to uh, stop the information from going out, indicating that it wasn't a big deal, that they got it handled, which then causes like our administration to be like, oh, if they say that, then we're going to say the same thing. And then causing us to, our like people to be like, oh, we're not going to do it yet. Even though shit is more complicated than it is. Like it is a huge eco- economic thing. You know, nobody has ever done a full shutdown of the quarantine. No one has been here before. So I can't really say like if things could have been, how much things could have been, been better. Um, so like, it's just fucked up that now we know that we are untouchable. That's what we have to learn from it. America isn't untouchable because Americans think that we are like this mighty force that no- nobody could touch us, but mm-hmm. anybody can get us. And that mentality that you're vulnerable, um, shit that people in third world countries, like in Yemen, there's a fucking genocide. Shit is probably going worse now. Um, but we don't think about that because obviously this has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Um, so how can we act a certain way? But now that something does hit us, something... Uh, it should make us hopefully learn better. Um, people who make it out of here, because some not people aren't, unfortunately. You know, it's. I think about it. You you brought up a good point in talking about 
how like our us are plan to go forward and just trying to adjust to regular life um americans i agree they do have we kind of have a sense of entitlement you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. it's like we hear these crazy things in other countries all across the world but it doesn't get us the same way right um you think of you know the, the hurricanes yes hurricane season is crazy in the united states regularly but like you hear about tsunamis and all these things and like yeah it's you know not that crazy but then hurricane katrina happened and it wiped up half of a population of a major city and states and like the whole southern border of the united states when that happened it hit us differently you know you hear about bombings and crazy things mass shootings all over the place it doesn't hit you until it happens right there 9 11 woke us up right you think of something like this of this magnitude a global pandemic that we would hope that it will wake us up but in reality it doesn't right it wakes us up for the time that we're in the struggle right when you're in the struggle and you're suffering you're like damn like i'm woke i want to change my life and stuff like that but then reality sets back in you know all the currently we got all these government regulations that allow people for student loan um forbearance for the time being um you know mortgage freezes uh we haven't quite hit a rent freeze um but there's a lot of programs and things that are happening to help people right now right but what happens when those things are over yeah that stops and we go back to reality and people start worrying about how they're paying for bills because they haven't been working for months um they're going to start worrying about how what is going to happen with their kids their kids futures and those things are going to cause people to start getting back to robotic mode and i focus on money and focus on doing all these random things that are not important and all this work that went into hey, we have to appreciate the moment we're in, appreciate the time with our loved ones, appreciate the time with our friends and stuff like that. That could all go out the window in this next second because we go back to reality and we go back to that grind mentality, which many Americans have, you know? So it's a, you think that, yes, I hope this is a wake-up call, but in reality, it's only a temporary wake-up call until we get over it. Like, like you said, Michigan, um, Miami, places that are already talking about, like, we want to get back to normal. Well, Every, the rest of the world can't get back to normal, you know? This is not affecting you right now, but God forbid you say open back up and then people from other places that are heavily affected and they say, you know what, we're going to go to Michigan or we're going to go to yep. Miami because they're open, then now it's going to make it even worse. And it's all driven by money, right? All these people, they want to open the door because they want to They want money. They want to open the churches. They want to open the schools. They want to go back to normal, but you can't go back to normal, you know? And I think, like, this is another event his reference like what was life like after thanos snapped his finger everything changed it's yeah. nothing the same and, and then you go and i'm sorry because i've been watching binging marvel movies but nah, you go to spider-man homecoming and this is post the blip when they bring everybody back. back and they're trying to adjust to what life is like in this situation you know and like people are three years older um than they were and shit and people fucking i mean what else caused oh and also like different timelines now um but that's in the marvel universe that they you know what i'm saying timeline, but yeah we're still it's, it's, it's i'm so mad that like black widows now is coming out in october because like i really wanted to see you know the continuation because you know i feel like every marvel movie um is gonna top like the one before it so obviously mm-hmm. like endgame was like crazy yeah. everyone went crazy for homecoming far from home and now this is it's been mad long it's like a year since far from home and so i'm trying to see another one and now we gotta fucking wait to 
then I every, every Marvel movie got pushed back one. Yeah, every Marvel movie got pushed back. And then I um me and Allison, we've been watching Graves and we realized that the episode of Graves that we watched there, they did a court like they edited like an ending to the show mm-hmm. because they stopped production because oh. of coronavirus. So you think like well, all the TV shows and television that are in production, they're stopping. So all those shows are going to be pushed back unless yeah, you get it. Empire, Empire, they just had their series finale right there on like Thursday. But it wasn't the actual last episode that it was supposed to be um, because they stopped production. But it still is the series finale. So it didn't end like it was supposed to be. So it's mad weird. Um, and I think maybe they will film it like when everything comes back to normal, I guess release it. But yeah, nah, no more Empire. And it ended up retarded. Like, probably. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. Even though I haven't seen Empire since season one, I only saw the first full season. I liked it, but then after that, I just stopped. I also haven't seen the last season of Power. I've slacked on that. No, 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 no. I seen the first half, but then after Ghost gets shot, I haven't seen the second half. You gotta watch that. That was good. But I heard like, the, o- the only episode to watch is the Tommy episode. Every you know, sh- I, I would say we'll watch all six episodes because it just it's a good context for what happens um but then i just think about it they're supposed to be dropping like five power shows in the next year that ain't happening yeah that's not, i mean yeah like all this all the plans this is the crazy thing i think about this is like every plan that somebody thought they had in order it's just done it's out the window Completely. yeah and yeah yeah that's not that's not you know vacations work all that crazy stuff you know what i mean um i even think about the the government and the world health organization and the cdc and they're talking about you know like summer is canceled or this is not going to happen or this is going to happen and they're they're talking a lot about a future that we don't know right Mm -hmm. a month ago two months ago this was not the future that we expected we thought that the virus wasn't going to get us we were going to live lives the way that we normally do and then go about our business I was freaking hoping that I'm like, oh, please, Coachella, don't get canceled, don't get canceled. Right now, I should be there watching Crank Ocean, you know, singing Pink and White, you know, into my ears while, like, I'm high off ecstasy. But the coronavirus was like, nah, B, you ain't doing that shit. Did you get a refund for that? Nah, it got postponed to October. Mm. And so I got the postponed in my Airbnb. They luckily, I just had to change the date. Mm-hmm. And it was simple. That's it. That, and because um, I already put it in my first deposit. And the problem is that, like, I paid for the deposit with my credit card and everybody paid me back, um, which is fine. But then, like, with the refund, if it goes back to my credit card, how the fuck am I supposed to give? I don't have the cash. I have it on my credit card. Cash on hand, yeah. And so, like, if it was my debit card that I paid for, it'd be easier. You know, I could just quickly people. But I have to see, like, I'm either, like, because uh, I've, like, read that some banks, if you have a positive balance or, like, a negative balance, technically, where you got to refund it. They could refund it for you. So if if it were to come to that, um, I would do that. Another way is that like Cash App and Venmo Mm -hmm. charge three percent if you use a credit card. Um, So like it was like two thousand one hundred dollars. Three percent of that is like sixty dollars. Maybe I'll have to bite the bullet on that. Fuck it, whatever. Yeah. Um, Me and Allison, we were supposed to um, be going to uh, Sag Harbor. last week actually um we just like planned to get away we hadn't gotten like done anything since new orleans and we we're like oh like let's take a little trip a couple days um and like very disappointed uh that we had to cancel but then also just the reality of like this is a crazy situation we don't yeah. know how it is um i did we did leave the city for uh a few days to go visit my mom um honestly like life outside of new york city is kind of not as crazy like it is crazy um you know everywhere but like in maryland there's a sense of calm and like Mm -hmm. people are in their homes you know like 
basic they made it make it seem on the media like people were fighting at Walmart and jumping each other for right, right. and stuff like that. It wasn't that crazy. Um I think we were like in the very beginning, you know, like the whole toilet paper craze. Um and even like I was in like CVS, you know, everybody's on edge and shit. I'm on I'm at CVS and there's a aisle where so I'm waiting online and like the line is kind of like going into the aisle. But I didn't know there was actually people waiting online there. It was only like one dude. So I was just like outside the aisle. And then the person in front of me uh, goes up next. And then the guy appears out of nowhere. He's like, hey, I was here first. The line starts here. And I was like, in my head, I got mad tight. Like, yo, this nigga's going off on me. Like, what the fuck? Like, it's not that serious. But then I was just like, I'm sorry, sir. Go right ahead. Mad nice. Yeah. And then he was like, thank you. Like, I guess he didn't expect me to be mad nice. Yeah. But like, I'm like, you know, everybody's on edge right now. Like, everybody's just trying but. Um, I don't, I guess, cause I go to the supermarket now, I went to BJ's, um, I was in a laundromat yesterday. Everybody seems to be fine. Like, yeah, it's, you know, we're getting to, they say it takes 21 days to build a habit, right? So we're getting yeah. to that sense of like routine and normalcy. Um, I still think that, you know, a lot of people, a lot of people are on edge. They're uncomfortable. Um, you know, it's a lot of uncertainty and I think now, you know, it's crazy how like cycles come around because a hundred years ago. You know, this was a crazy boom. You know, we are we're in the midst of the roaring 20s. You know, uh, prohibition yeah. was, about, was about to happen and stuff like that. Um, leading into the Great Depression, all these new social and economic um, developments in terms of just like programs like welfare and social security and stuff like that. And then like actually giving back to the people, the taxpayer, right? And you see that happening now. People were so concerned at the beginning, I guess, because they were so concerned about like how we're going to pay bills, how we're going to make money, stuff like that. So then we handled the rent. Well, then what's the next thing about insurance and you know getting paychecks and stuff like that? That was a concern. So in terms of just like regular life, I think people are a little bit more settled. It is scary because you're so used to interacting with people a certain way, right? Um, going in the corner store, going in the supermarket, going to um, the laundromat, stuff like that. Those normal actions, like you interact with people in the regular. Like it's so weird that like I to the corner store last week and um when i first went in the corner store like you know the guy the ock was behind the counter and then the other dude that like the, the register he was behind the counter there's the other guy by the deli and it was just me in the store so i walked around just fine and then i realized there was a lot more people in the store so okay. i got what i needed and i put it to the side and then i stepped out the store until like i waited for my food and stuff like that and i'm just realizing i'm like it's very close quarters yes i have a mask yes i have gloves on but like social distancing and even seeing people in the hood like i saw my homeboy and i really wanted to dap him up and i was just like yo like i can't even dap you up i can't you know what i mean like for my personal yeah. um it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy to think about you know i um the the person lives in my basement i was outside for a second he was throwing something out he said what's up to me he just gave me his elbow and uh, I'm like, I just didn't give me the elbow. But yesterday when I picked up some blood, uh, he gave me a pound. He just put his hand out. And I didn't want to, like, not do it. So I gave him the pound. Fist. And then you feel awkward. Bare fist. Bare fist. I'm like, oh, shit. I washed my hands right away. And you feel awkward after that point because you're just like. I want to do it. Like, don't get it twisted. Like, I want it. I miss that shit. And you, exactly. And you look at people and you're interacting. And you're just like, uh, like, it's like. This, I, I think about it as a Spider-Man stare down, right? So you see somebody and you're interacting with them. You're like, you don't know what to do. Like in the supermarket, I was like super close to somebody because they were trying to come out the aisle and I was coming in the aisle. And then like we both paused and I was like, oh, you can go. And they said, no, you could go. And I'm like, all right, what, what are we going to do? You know what I mean? Like, because you can't get too close. So somebody's going to have to figure it out. Like that's the, the kind of thing that we're dealing with. And like, I think overall, I think there's going to be a lot of, damage to be repaired after this in terms of oh my mental God. health and grievance and um anxiety and depression there's gonna be lawsuits um 
mad people didn't pay probably didn't pay their credit card bill and even though i'm sure like a lot of credit cards are like oh you could skip this month with no interest like whatever mm-hmm. um and even in my company uh we're getting 20 percent settlements now because you know mm-hmm. the credit card companies they, they're not getting the money cause, and they need something you know um especially if you're like a collection agency you bought that debt for pennies on a dollar you're trying to make as much as you can especially during this crisis and so it's usually our average was like 40% settlements. We're like, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll forgive or like 60, we'll get a, rid of 60% of it. We only got to pay 40%. Some people are doing 20%. So 80% off debts that mm-hmm. we're getting in my company. So I think, you know, the credit card companies are being very relaxed. Um, but that's also if you have the money, if you like have a $20,000 debt and you're like, oh, I'll fix this 20%. That's $2,000 right now, one payment. You might not have those $2,000. Mm-hmm. Even though it's an amazing deal, you might not have it. Um, and so, like, that's just going to prolong that. And then when interest starts hitting, that'll be it. Um, mortgages, like, now... I heard that they're moving a lot into mortgages. Yes, they're doing forbearance, but they're moving it to the back end of the loan. And then yeah, they charge interest. Yeah, you just skip a month. And so, like, you were, like, on five years, and you have to skip three three months. It'll be, like, five years and three months instead. Mm-hmm. You, you're, you have that loan payment. Um, and also, like, if they're trying to buy a house... Now they're increasing um, the down payment. It used to be like 10%, you know. Now they're asking for like 20%. So if you're trying to buy a $200,000 house, you want, you had 10K because it was 10%. Um, oh, no, no, 10, 20K because it was 10%, but now they need 20, so you need 40K. You don't have 40K. So yeah. how am I supposed to cut the curb, you know? So, and also like uh, credit uh, score, like uh, minimum has increased also. Mm-hmm. And like you have to make sure you have a job that's consistent. Nobody yeah. got a job. Nobody got a job that's consistent right now. Exactly. People do, people do, but like a lot of people who are probably planning on it don't. And it's, it's crazy, you know. I think it's a perfect foray into just diving into what, for our, I guess, our way of kind of just giving some helpful knowledge um, in terms of just uh, what to do next financially. Because you know, in the midst of crisis, this is the perfect time for you to start making smarter financial decisions. And I think before because of the current situation, a lot more people are making smarter decisions. They're not spending money as crazy, right? You're not spending money on transportation. Insurance companies are lowering premiums on cars. Um, you're not paying as much money in expenses in terms of like going shopping and clothes and all that crazy stuff. Um, credit card bills are down because people are not putting as much money on credit. Yep. Um, so with that being said, um, it really changes the landscape of like what's next, right? Is this, a, this is this a good time to invest? Is this a good time to clean up my credit? Is this a good time to figure out what my savings is looking like? Um, all of those things are good questions, and I think we should dive into that now. Most definitely. Um, so invest a hundred percent. One one thing I was looking at was like Norwegian Cruise Line. They've gone down like seventy percent. It's a it's a, this shit is only eleven dollars a share right now, mm-hmm. and now I don't know when the hell cruise lines are going to come back and if Norwegian doesn't go bankrupt and close your company, there is a potential that at some point, who knows when, um, that it could shoot right back up to like, I think it was like at 120 before. That's like one I was thinking about. Um, there's like only $11. So like if you have like $100 um, by 10 shares, let's say it goes up 100% in like two years, like you might turn that into $1,000. Exactly. Um, I was thinking about that one. one. One stock that I have that I've had for a few years, AMD, I always talk about it. Somehow, some way, they're still up. Like, uh, they they cost fifty two dollars, which is still pretty cheap because people think that they're gonna jump up to like a hundred dollars, like two hundred dollars eventually. But I bought it at twenty five dollars, 
and right now it's fifty two dollars, and I bought forty shares, and so that was like pretty much I've already gone up like a hundred percent from twenty five to fifty two. That's like one hundred and ten percent, which is crazy. And even if you buy it at fifty two dollars now, that is kind of cheap. So like that's another one people could look at, but. I wish that like it could fall back down to like $15 and I would buy like $2,000 worth of that shit. And then it would, cause I know it would jump up to like 60 or 70 and then you would just be balling like Kobe. All right. Be Kobe though. Be Kobe. I think, uh, mean, um, I think transportation services are good industries to invest in because they're very low. So a lot of airlines, uh, I think JetBlue, yeah. uh, stock share was about nine dollars the last time i checked um i'm even looking into some car companies because um, there are some companies that are doing like um no interest payments or no payments for the first three months we'll cover the payments we'll deliver the car to you um i think volkswagen was doing that i think honda's yeah, yeah. doing that so those are good companies to look into because they're doing something for the consumer and the consumer is going to be looking you know um there are a lot of people unemployed so yeah i'm going to try to buy a car so i can start a start a business i can do uber i can uber. do um you know, DoorDash or some type of business where I can use a car. Um, there are a lot more people using uh, sharing services and ride share services now. Even like um, like grocery shopping delivery things like Peapod and like Instacart, Instacart, which apparently had like a five week backlog, maybe even longer to get a schedule to get an appointment. Um, they like that. Also, even Zoom. Yeah, Zoom, Zoom went up in, crazy. In February, right before this, that shit was sold down and then it just shot up, man. Like, I wish I would have known that people were going to be using it. And although Zoom might maybe go down because a lot of, like, um, companies are stop, have stopped using them, um, people are now moving towards, like, Skype business because some, like, security issues that Zoom had, their, their excuse was just that, like, oh, your preferences are bad. It's because, like, random people could go into your... Uh, like you have a meeting with your company and it was a public meeting and someone knew the ID, they could just jump into it. Jump into a meeting, so yeah. people thought that was like a security issue, which is, it is just, but you just have to have your preferences correctly. And then also like where the data is going, like people are like, how come you're not publishing what you're doing with the data? And, um, and so people are like a little bit skeptical on Zoom because of that. But I think as long as you're not like sharing company secrets, like you should be Gucci. Exactly. And you can make it private. Um, and most yeah, companies yeah, exactly. I don't use the public Zoom format. So most corporate companies have their own address at Zoom um, that you can use to log in. Um, and it's private. So you only send it to people that you need to. So exactly. there's, there's no way where me and you are doing a meeting and some random person is going to jump in a meeting because I only send it to me and you. It's based off of our conversation, right? Mm -hmm. um, I think where we might see... Uh, see some issues is the use of zoom for like public format so it's like um i know a lot of music companies and um you know entertainment companies were using zoom to host like q a panels and like virtual parties and stuff like that so they were putting out public zoom meeting ids where maybe that was an issue and that's where they got some of the information from but i don't think that it's a major issue where like they gotta stop using it um, yeah, yeah yeah nah facts and that just takes education yeah, honestly. Um, and there's a lot of that going on right now. We just but even other, there's other, uh, I guess, meeting type things. There's, I don't know what's the one that's like, that has games and shit. Um, mm, and it's I'm more fun. I forgot what it's called. But um, yeah, this, and also like OnlyFans. Like, that's what I think musicians should go towards. Like, through a concert on OnlyFans, you could charge like $4. Don't, even you could get naked if you want to, but that's not what it's only for. You could just have a little concert. If you want a paid way instead of like, I but like yeah. subscription but then it's also like yeah you're doing that but then what is the uh, in terms of like what is the experience like you pay to go to concerts for an experience right i, I can watch a video of my favorite artists 
on YouTube and on Instagram performing. So why should I pay to have an exclusive concert from them? Yeah. Especially when the audio is trash. Um, and yeah, exactly. And I'm seeing now on YouTube where they're doing a lot more training on how to improve your audio for live stream and video because they know this, that's a direction that we're going to go in. Um, and I think for the music and entertainment industry, we're going to see a lot of changes. We saw a lot of changes in the past couple of weeks. Like, you know, a lot of people make money off of being outside, you know, DJs, producers, hmm. engineers, artists, tour managers, booking managers, booking agents, you know, a lot of people ate off of being outside. And what does do what does the music industry that's my question, what does the music industry look like after this? Because there is no outside temporarily. And, and I know that music is down, you know, stock shares are down, IPO levels are down. Um I know that who who just did the first IPO? I think it was Universal. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know, I'm not sure. I think no, I think it was Warner. I might be lying. But one of those two, I think it was either Warner or, or Universal did an IPO launch in January. I wonder what their stock shares look like because of music going down. I know, I know. I mean, even like Disney, um, they've, I think, laid off like 600 employees. Um, it's not even because, you know, touring, that employs like thousands of people in each arena. Yeah, exactly. Know? Thousands of people like in every arena across the country, you know, and they're not having any job sports. The man's New York. Um, he field. He's not getting. Um, he's not working there right now. Luckily, he has. He can drive Uber. But if not, he wouldn't have any money. So mm-hmm. he'd have to figure something out. And so, uh, the music industry it needs to fucking. I don't know, man. It's gonna even like because albums also have been postponed. Um, Sam Smith postponed his album. You know, those are like big artists that it, uh, that it does come with. You have the booking agency, you have uh, the choreographers, you have mm-hmm. the makeup artists. They they have have when you're a big artist like that, like you have a machine that is has a network of thousands of people that are making sure your show is good. So it makes sense for that, like, you know, like indie art's good. Right now, with indie artists to draw. And then how do you separate yourself from, like, how do you separate yourself from other artists? Because it seems like Instagram's become the new D-Day platforms, become the new yeah. show platform. Everybody's doing the same things. Like, everybody's trying to do that one trip only kind of set themselves out on the part, from the part pack. Um, and it's very hard. It's very difficult. Um, I think that's just not only music. I think that's every industry. It's like, it's going to be survival of the fittest. You know what I mean? you got to be the best. I don't think that sense of just, like, mediocrity and getting away with doing stuff is going to get by anymore. Because now you see, like, hey, there's a million, there's thousands, there's hundreds of other people that are trying to get the same thing that you're trying to get. And they're really going to be like, all right, so what sets you from the part? Yeah. And it's not going to be an interviewer. And you know, something's going to happen with that. I think it was me. Um, writing and copywriting businesses are going to see it. Um, even you know virtual media platforms like Zoom, um, interviews, uh, HR recruitment, they're going to need more people. Um, yeah. Customer services are going to need more people. Um, I think I saw that um, the New York State Department of Labor was actually hiring people to help process the um, unemployment claims. You know what I mean? So there's going to be a lot more change, a lot more necessity of um, people and things and areas like of expertise. So it's a good time to really learn some things, um, really get in your bag and try to learn as much as possible, learn a new skill, um, get a new hustle. You're going to need that at the end of this. It's um, and a lot of companies now are gonna like transform into the more of that virtual landscape. Now they learn like my company, they be like, hey, my business can still run even though people are at home. So maybe out of a different office, you know, mm-hmm. um, maybe I don't need to. And right now, like, my job is hiring like three people. Um, they're gonna have the first ever virtual hire, new hire class. Um, so they're gonna be like, test how that is. So in the future, like, hey, maybe you don't need to um always hire in the building. Freaking, my company is also looking to have a third location. They have one here in New York City, one in Buffalo, and they want to have their location in the West. Um, and so they, but now that's on hold, obviously, and they're like, but now that working from home, like, is it kind of a thing, we might not even need that location anymore. We might, we might hire on the West Coast, you know, so that there's always people, like, working, um, because, you know, like, he's close at eight, but that means over there it's, uh, five, they can still work a few more hours. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so we could hire someone over there and just work from home, um, on the website if we needed to, and not have to just pay to have it. So that might even cause, like, um, 
like rent for companies like corporate renting might be down a yeah. lot. Um, and actually, too, like it's gonna it's gonna for um what's the word I'm looking for? It's gonna like change that that landscape in terms of just like what money's gonna look like. So, like, say for instance, your company made like twenty thousand dollars a month on rent expenses and stuff like that. You know, rent, lighting, meeting, internet. All right, cool. So all we have to do is buy our employees' laptops. It costs what five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to buy a Windows laptop, full with like security and stuff like that. We yeah, they have pre-made ones that like are for corporate companies. You know? Exactly. So then you can say, hey, you know what? We'll give all of our employees a corporate laptop, a corporate cell phone, and so the cell phone can be their internet hotspot. So there's no excuse like, oh, I don't have internet. They can we can call them whenever we need them. Um, they, they have the laptop accessible. We don't gotta pay for furniture. We don't gotta pay for desk. We don't gotta pay for outings. And they work on yep. You know what I mean? As long as you satisfy your work, there isn't a forty-hour a week work week. So we can say you're a full-time employee, and we can make you salary. Say our salary is thirty k, and you can work whenever you feel like. You just have to satisfy the work for the week, and that's it. You know. And I feel like that's what's gonna a lot of companies gonna look like. They're like, fuck it, we don't have to hold buildings. But then real estate is gonna go down. The only thing that is to people, which they should have always been, but I think now people just have to be more serious about their work and like always get it done. Because now it's mostly going to be a metric thing. It won't be like, I see in the office, I know who you are, I fuck with you. And so like, I'm going to be a little believe it because you do shit for the past month. You know, but now it's going to be like, do your metrics. Um, oh, you didn't do a Wednesday, let me go coaching. But if you don't fix it the first time, it might be a little That's what's happening in my job. Like before it would be like, um, verbal written explanation. Oh no, verbal written final explanation. But now it's just like verbal. And then it's just kind of like a summation, like it's just two um, and a four strikes. And so people have to be more confused because you don't see a personality anymore. You just see a number that, like, oh, this person's never done anything? Yo, it was good. You don't need them. And then yeah, they exactly. say funny like that. And that's what's my because no, they're not. We have a pay cut to my dog. Um, anybody making, I think, like 65000 or more got a pay cut. And so um, that's what their solution was to not firing that many people. But then a company like my company, I don't even talk shit about them. Um, but they heard all of us. They say, hey, you know what? You guys are going to keep your jobs on paper. We'll give you your benefits, but we're not paying you. Then you're not technically going to work. And then you can't file for employment? I can't, I can't file for employment. Okay. Um, you know, so I think for me, uh, I did file for unemployment. And um, I did went through um, for some people that still like struggle to get the unemployment. Um, but I think for me, I think I'm taking this time to say, you know what? I don't think that I would have left my company if this didn't happen. I think I would have really stayed and you know, got comfortable and didn't do as much as I wanted to do. And I think now, because I have the free time, like, you know, unemployment and stuff like that, I'm like, yo, this is the perfect time. My complaint for having a job before was like, I didn't have time to do as much as I wanted to do creatively and as much as I wanted to do with my business. And now it gives me time to really work on my different ventures. You know what I mean? More time to work on my table, more time to work on the app, more time to work on what we're talking, really like set up, like, what's the future like for us? And that's just, we don't know what the future holds. It's like, I can bet on myself. I can't bet on a corporation. And right. now in that people have so much loyalty to corporations and to businesses that don't they didn't do it out with them. You know, their jobs they don't have jobs anymore or they might be furloughed. And it's like, hey, you know what I invested all this time. I worked a forty hour work week, busted my ass, missed opportunities with family, missed opportunities with friends, missed opportunities professionally because I love this company and I have respect for them. Now all that goes out the window. The only person that you can bet on is yourself, you know what I mean? Putting the energy, putting that word in, um, go hard, um, hustle. This is gonna be the power to hustle. I feel like there's gonna be so many more entrepreneurs that come out of this situation as before than before because it's gonna force people to really say how can I make money during this time? What is a skill that I have or a skill that I gain to make money, right? Perfect example. Um, Uber, um, DoorDash. People can go and buy a car. They can get a bike. They can get a scooter. They can, you know, do, do ride share services, you know, stuff like that. Um, graphic designers, advertisement, marketing. Those are still businesses that are booming because of this. Um, I, never, I didn't notice how fast that commercials were shifting from, oh, you can come in our store and this is the sale for this week to free delivery. We deliver to you at home in 30 <laughs> seconds. You know what I mean? And now all the ads are like that. There's government ads, so advertisement, marketing, um, 
digital marketing, graphic designing, video editing, um, photo editing. These are skills that people are going to look to. Um, they're going to look to more people who understand the Instagram, social media marketing. Oh, yeah. That's how you get information to people. They know that cable is down. They know that internet show, that the internet is the bread of power is. So there's going to be so many more people who are going to take this opportunity. And I encourage people who are listening to this that haven't taken the opportunity. Take the time during quarantine to learn a new skill because that might be the change of your career, your life path. Um, yeah, some doors might open because of it. You never know. Um, how I see is that because, you know, like for me, but I had, I feel like the quarantine kind of put everyone on the same level in terms of like ambition or like what could become of you. Because everybody, everybody's shit got ruined. Whatever it may be, um, you're like, oh, I could have thought of that. Anything that anyone wants to put out kind of is almost on hold. And so you have an opportunity right now to just uh, forget about like, oh, where am I going to be? Um, I don't know how, what people are going to think about. Uh, I don't know how people are going to perceive this. I don't know what the future holds. None of us here know what the future holds anymore. Mm-hmm. So, we got to stop pretending like we do because we're still, people are still acting and moving like, oh, like they said, concerts are not going to come back until 2022 or social gatherings are not going to come back until this day. And you, know, you don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that shift in the amount of time, China didn't know as bad as it was when it happened. It took them, what, 72 days to really shut down. And that was a mass level shutdown, right? That was police and militia on the streets telling people, you can't go outside, you can't do this. Um, you can only go outside if you have to go to the pharmacy or to the uh, grocery store, and that's it, right? America, we're social distancing, and yes, social distancing is working, but you still got a large workforce in the hospitals, you got a large workforce in food service, you got a large oh, yeah. workforce in um, supermarkets, you got a large workforce in auto, gas stations, all those places, and it's like, there's still so many people on the street, so when we look at those metrics and say 72 days, hey, we can do it because they did it, no, we can't do it because it's a different timeline, it's affecting us differently than it affected them, and their government organization, they're a communist, you know, they were a communist-based country, so, you know, if one person does it, everybody does it. And we have so much freedom that says, fuck it, you know, we don't have to do it. Exactly, yeah. Like, no one's, we could get a $1,000 ticket for being outside, technically. Like, that is. And they might be not handing out tickets like that. Exactly. You know, they're just going to be like, go, go home. Um, they're, so busy, they're so busy caught up with, like, the, 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 the EMS is around where they had yeah. EMS from other local states, from Maryland, from D.C., from Pennsylvania, and Connecticut to New York, you know, because we're overwhelmed. Um, the fire department's are overwhelmed. Uh, I personally, the police department's overwhelmed. I personally live near a police station and a fire station and an EMS station. It's right around the corner. When I tell you the amount of siren that go by all day, every day. All day sirens. All day sirens. And it's like, everybody's overwhelmed, you know what I mean? Yeah, man. I so, was, uh, I live in Elmhurst, and if anybody knows Elmhurst Hospital, that's like, that it's all, right now. Yeah. yeah, it was going down. Like, it's a war zone. I was walking, because I lived near, but I, I was, like, you know, like, 15 miles away, and so, but I'm, like, facing that direction, and I'm, like, oh, shit, that shit is going down right over there. And I'm, like, shit is real right now. And you might feel, like, outside, there hasn't been some sunny days, but every day is fucking warm. Mm-hmm. So when you step outside, you feel like you're in the last of us. You feel like you're in 28 days later. Like, you feel like everything's so desolate, and you're, like, god damn, what happened to my city? Um, but don't get it twisted, though. The other day I went, last week I was right, riding my bike, and I brought my bike to Soria Park. Madheads, bro. Mm-hmm. Madheads. No social distancing. Like a family of six sitting on one park bench, chilling, vibing. And I'm like, this is wild. You know, it's a good day, but like everybody, like, madheads. And I had my bike on Tuesday to Central Park. They're kind of empty. Like, mm-hmm. people were social distancing. Like, there were still some people. And you know, I said, because at 7 p.m., people start clapping for the messages in there. So I, thought I, was, I didn't know that until Tuesday when it happened in Central Park. Um, and, uh, but now, people are here denying the flight. Like, that's what we still are, but, which is obvious because we, the curve is flattening, so we are doing something. Um, but people still... Because we still have 2,000 cases a day. A day, yeah. Every day we still have 2,000 cases, so... But it's more than that. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. Shit. I lost track. I don't know what we're talking about. Yeah, not good. But now, shit is like, coronavirus. But one other thing, not good thing, but one crazy thing that companies, you know, I think, what Apple has done smart, 
in fucking 2000 when the iPhone 10 came out, iPhone 8 and iPhone 10 came out. That's when they first introduced the first thousand dollar phone, pretty much flagship, mm-hmm. you know, like from a major company. While before that, Samsung, OnePlus, OnePlus was a flagship killer, selling like a good ass phone for like $400 that like um, had a, be- a good, pretty good camera, pretty good processor, and you know, we get the job done instead of being for $1,000. Samsung had, I think, like the S8 or 9 at the time for like $600 as well, $700. After that year, freaking iPhone dropped the, the 10, 10S and the 10S Max, which was $1,000 and $1,100 respectively, but then dropped their budget phone, the 10R, for $750. While OnePlus, when they used the SE, yeah, that was that was this year. Oh, and they did the first SE. Oh, yeah, the first SE came out um, when the 6S came out. Um, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. And okay. so, and, but that was $400 at the time of the SE. And the regular iPhone was like $700 at the time, 6S and the 7. Um, and so then, like, when they got the 10R, which was $750, uh, Samsung had raised it now finally in a $1,000 phone. OnePlus went up to like $700, you know, kind of being a cheap phone, cheaper than the factions, but uh, kind of more expensive. Then they got the 11 Pro and the 11, but the 999, 1100 respectively. Samsung got the Fold, which cost $1,700, no plus at all. And then the S, uh, the guys Note 10 Ultra, which was like $1,200, no plus. While iPhone got the 11, $699. And then OnePlus drops like the OnePlus 7, it's like $800. Now this year, OnePlus just dropped their phone to $1,000. Samsung got their S3 Ultra, like $1,300. And then iPhone just my iPhone SE, $400. So they, I don't know how they came up with this, but they somehow or known as the most expensive one, like you guys play Apple Tech, just so hard, so weird for your back row for eight hundred dollars, just for real, so we can fucking move around. So they still had an Apple Tech, but now they have, now they have a flashy color kind of four hundred dollars for that has the same processor, same camera as an eleven Pro. Now it's only four dollars, and even it's, it's ten dollars a month. So I'm not even happy about like they drew the competition to be like, oh, it's okay, we can charge thousand dollars for a phone, it's fine. Apple's doing it, and then they still have that thousand dollars on Apple, uh, but now they have this those fucking curveball for the people. For people who don't like the touch ID, for people who don't care about it having a forehead and chin, um, who just want a regular phone. And that's been the last like seven years exactly. of updates. And so I just think it's incredible. Like now, I think they're going to kill the budget phone market. Like Samsung, they have budget phones. They make like tons of phones a year. Not like iPhone, not like But they have the $300 phones, $20 phones. But they're not really that known. Um, but now, like, countries like India, or like China, don't care. Yeah, or like here uh, in um, like some of the African countries where people are just buy the iPhone. Um, we're going to see a pattern where a lot more people are, or companies are going to be moving to more budget friendly um, products, right? The everything is more expensive because the cost of everything is going up. Minimum wage across the country for most, most places still have 25, but I mean, savings is $15 an hour. So the median people are making $25, $30 an hour. So that person that makes $25, $30 an hour they will buy a thousand dollars. So spend right. a thousand on it. Um, the four hundred dollars, yes, is a little bit more affordable. And now that so many Americans, so many people across the world are employed, now you can see a pattern of people only looking for affordable options. Yeah, yeah. for the uh, the XR or the ten plus or whatever number phone that we're on right now, I have to go to the budget for the options. It's four hundred dollars. I got my twelve hundred dollars check. Four hundred dollars, and I still have money. You know what I mean? Right. And you can see where people transition. You know, they get new houses, they get new apartments, they get new phones. Um, tax season is a perfect time for people to get a lot of new stuff. So you can see a lot more budget for options popping up more and more frequently. It's great to see Apple. You know, like. And like, how heartbreaking that must be, bro. Yeah. It's like, and I know, like, they're doing it, they need an oath, but I know they're gossip, man. I know they're, they're working, you know, like crazy. Yeah. 12 hour days back to back. Um, some people are working, you know, most doctors, they work 40 hours a week. Um, you know, but they do like a 12 hour round right. for that. But, you know, some of them are doing five, six days out of the week. And I'm really grateful to everyone who's doing that day job and just really, you know, doing their part in helping society and, and making things better, you know? 
Fuck yeah, man. Fuck yeah. But, um, yeah, yo, I love the episode. Gotta keep straining my- Straining out. We're gonna straining out our quarantine, 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 quarantine. God, God, God. Um, so for now, you should have this episode up, um, this week. Um, you can follow me on SOL Socials. I am in Jules. You can follow my boy. Uh, you can follow me on Old Church and City. And we'll talk to you guys very soon. Until then, stay safe. Um, stay safe. Wear that PPE. Um, okay. Happy 420. Yeah, 420. Four times. Peace. Follow us on Instagram at Mogul Talk Podcast and on Twitter at Mogul Talk Pod. Be sure to find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, whether it's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm, or Stitcher. Look us up in your search tab by typing in Mogul Talk. Thanks to our friends over at Anchor.fm, we're now able to accept listener support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, head to our website at anchor.fm slash podcast and hit the Become a Supporter tab. From there, you can support the podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes as low as a dollar per month. We thank you and appreciate you in advance. Until next time, stay focused, stay motivated, and stay woke.